The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with host Kristen Harper. She's here to give you those extra tips that you don't always get from other health and wellness programs. Kristen has all the bases covered and just a bit more. Now, here is your host, Kristen Harper. Hello, friends. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on voiceamerica.com on the Health and Wellness Channel. And Voice America is the largest live internet radio network in the world. Today's episode is all about the latest news on the COVID-19 vaccines with Dr. Alan Palmer. You can find my show on the Health and Wellness Channel. And once you get to my radio show page, which my radio show is every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time, on the right-hand side, you will see all of my past episodes. And it's uh, definitely an honor to have Dr. Palmer on my show. He's been on numerous times before, and I always like to have him on. So we will be talking about a lot today. Uh, We will be talking about reported deaths through May 7th. We're we're, we're talking about vaccines today, the COVID-19 vaccines, and the historical context of the actual percentage of adverse reactions to vaccines reported. Uh, We will talk about vaccines getting credit for the morality numbers going down and we'll talk about not so fast also we'll talk about the media reporting on india Uh, we will also talk about what is the evidence showing about clotting and bleeding disorders that are happening to people Uh, dr palmer has a free COVID-19 vaccine document that people can download, and we'll talk about that. It's now 130 pages with all the easy navigation links and completely searchable, and you can get it at wellnessdoc, which is wellnessdoc.com, and hover you can hover your cursor on the health topics at the top of the page, and it's the first item in the drop-down list. And we will also talk about Dr. Palmer's ebook. It's 1,200 studies that refute vaccine claims. I am so impressed with this ebook. I have a copy, and I'm always telling people to read it constantly. I mean, I even talked. I, I, I've even been talking to people in Palestine, telling them to read this ebook. Just recently, I'm telling everyone. Like, and also, um, he has a monthly COVID-19 newsletter. And we'll also talk about shedding as well. So uh, if you could please give the show a five stars on iTunes. The show's also on Google Play. Tune in, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music. And also uh, I have two websites at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com. I offer hair analysis, quantum biofeedback, 
brainwave entrainment and nest health and then I have a speaking website as well at kristenharperspeaks.com I'm a health and wellness speaker at k-r-i-s-t-e-n harperspeaks.com also I have a Facebook group that you're more than welcome to join it is donate to Palestine and basically it this group is all about just revealing the truth about the Palestinians they are suffering and so we're revealing this in the group I also have a, a donation link there if you'd like to donate within the group and it basically goes to the Palestinians that are suffering and also uh, let me just talk about Dr. Palmer uh, he's been on my show before like I mentioned he's always welcome on my show he's intelligent kind and he's making a difference in this world and he just had a, a recent speech so I, I want to talk about that he went out of state he's doing a lot of work to help people and uh, also my show is all about health and wellness but I still bring up freedom on my show at times because I feel like freedom and health and wellness go together because if you don't have freedom you're not going to have optimum health just like for example with the Palestinians right now they have a loss of freedom and so that means that many of them have poor health. They're, they're, they're lacking food. They're drinking toxic water. They're under a lot of stress. They're living in a war zone. And uh, I just wanted to give you an update with, uh, about the Palestinians. I've been following some Gaza activists on Facebook. Uh, basically, uh, Gaza, Palestine, has been attacked by... Israeli forces nonstop for many days now. So there, so many Palestinians have died. There's been many injuries, and we're talking about civilians. Like their homes are being bombed. There's buildings, but we're talking civilians that have been injured and have died. Um, their homes have been bombed. So many are homeless now. They're they had to you know leave their homes and they're living in schools. There's a lack of food. They're drinking toxic water. They have limited electricity. Uh, just today, they went on a strike, the Palestinians, uh, basically uh, suspended all ac economic activity and closure of educational institutions. Uh, they shut down their shops across cities in Gaza, occupied uh, West Bank and villages and towns inside Israel. And they're protesting against the Israeli occupation and the ongoing bombardment. So, the, so there's been just a lot of attacks within Gaza, and of course, Gaza is within that Israeli siege. There's a siege there at the Gaza Strip. So, uh, let me go over uh, Dr. Palmer's bio here. So, I already mentioned his website, wellnessdoc.com. Uh, Dr. Palmer. He is a practicing chiropractor for over 30 years, and he is originally from Minnesota, and he graduated from Northwestern College of Chiropractic in 1985, and since 1985, uh, he's been studying functional medicine applications, complementary alternative medicine, CAM concepts, and advanced clinical nutrition strategies. So it's an honor to have Dr. Palmer Alan Palmer back on my radio. Hello, Kristen. Thank you for having me. And how are you doing today? Sounds like you've been busy. I am doing great. Yes, I've been very busy. Thank you for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. 
That's your most welcome. And we, before we get, start talking about the COVID-19 vaccines, would you be able to talk about your recent trip? I'm so proud of you. And you talk about your that recent conference and you had a, a, a speaking <clears throat> engagement and you went out of state. Sure, absolutely. You mentioned health freedom. Um, I'm a big advocate of health freedom myself. And um, so the Wisconsin Chiropractic Society had a big health freedom rally they called VaxCon 21 um, about three weeks ago. And I was invited to go up there and speak and give a four-hour presentation to about 400 chiropractors. And we talked quite a bit about the virus and natural immunity and all those kinds of associated things. And so they were able to get some continuing education credits and um, and there were some amazing speakers up there. Dr. Judy Mikovits was there. Uh, Dr. Neuenschwanger, who's he's also on, you know, he's a regular, fairly regular on Dell Big Tree's High Wire show. Um, very, very intelligent, very smart man, and some other speakers. And it was uh, was a great event. Dell Big Tree actually came up there on Saturday night, and there was about fourteen hundred people that showed up. Wisconsin has a very strong health freedom movement up there. And so it was just wonderful to be a part of an event like that where people weren't afraid to show their faces or be around other individuals. Um, so it, it truly felt like the good old days, you know, um, not wearing masks and everybody just being, um, being what I would call normal again. <laughs> it was really fabulous. That's awesome. I'm so proud of you. And uh, I'm a big fan of Del Tree, and he's actually been on my show in the past. So, um, oh, yeah, he's amazing, isn't he? Yeah, he is. So uh, just keep up the good work. And so, well, thank uh, you. And any, anybody, any of your listeners who don't know about Dell, they should um, go to thehighwire.com. Do you mind if I just give a quick plug for Dell? Of course. Because, of course. Um, Dell, I believe Dell has about a million and a half to maybe even close to 2 million viewers every week now of his Highwire show. And so if you go to thehighwire.com, you can sign up for their newsletters and they send out uh, information. They send out all the links to the studies they present on their show. And he does a live show every Thursday. Um, I think it's about 11 o'clock uh, Pacific time. And then archives them all at thehighwire.com. And other. he's been kicked off, of course, of Facebook and YouTube and many of these other platforms because of his uh, stance that doesn't necessarily fit the mainstream media's narrative. And so, but he interviews top-notch epidemiologists and virologists and scientists and doctors and looks at the real data, looks at the real science, um, really uh, does an amazing job of bringing truth to his audience um, every single week. And so I'd encourage you all to, to check it out and uh, support them if you can. Yes, absolutely. And I was just, when you were talking about the social media too, like I, I'm so frustrated with social media, how they're censoring information. But at the same time, I'm seeing some benefits of social media too, because I started becoming aware of the Israeli and Palestine conflict. And I, I didn't become aware until I was actually on Facebook and following the Gaza activists. So sometimes it, it's, it's a great way for uh, people to get online and share what's going on presently and we might not always hear the truth on mainstream media so, so yes, I that's see absolutely I saw, true 
so I see benefits <laughs> and, and also the downside of social media. So I'm just so excited to have you here. So let's talk about these COVID-19 vaccines and let's, let's, let's talk about the deaths. And this is through May 7th. Want to talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, some of your listeners may be aware or familiar with the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. It's called VAERS for short, V-A-E-R, V as in Victor, A-E-R-S. And Open VAERS is a site that the CDC has set up. This is a CDC uh, vaccine adverse reporting system. It's a passive reporting system, so doctors are not required to report to it. Um, if a doctor knows about it even, uh, he may report to it if any of his patients have suffered a vaccine adverse reaction or consumers who have suffered a vaccine adverse reaction can go on to theirs and they can report that in the system. Um, one thing that's super important for people to understand is, is VAERS is um, tremendously underreported. Uh, and what I mean by that is there have been studies, and one in particular in 2010, the CDC commissioned a study through Harvard Medical School and Harvard Pilgrim Health, which is a uh, health maintenance or like an HMO managed care organization up in the Northeast. And this study was to look at what the actual uh, risk was from vaccines at, with regard to adverse reactions. And so over the course of this study, what it was found was that when they compared the results of the actual, because they actually required that all the doctors report the vaccine adverse reactions in their practices. So they found that the VAR system, this passive system, only represents less than 1% of the true vaccine adverse reactions that occur in people. So that was a shock, you know, and, and the idea of looking at this was to create a more robust and a more accurate reporting system. Well, interestingly, when the, the people who did this study for Harvard uh, Medical School, when they reached back to the CDC after they told them the results, they were excited about it because they said, you know, hey, we've got a system that looks like we're missing a lot in this system and we have something that we feel we could basically take nationwide. Well, the CDC basically cut off all communication with them at that point. They reached out several times, according to the research papers. Uh, the CDC never responded back to them. So obviously they didn't provide them with the information that they wanted to hear. So the reason I'm telling everybody that is just as a setup for what we're about to talk about, because so far as of May 7th, which is the latest uh, date reported on the VAERS website, there have been nearly 200,000 reports of adverse reactions, 192,954 reports of adverse reactions of various uh, types to VAERS. There have been 4,057 deaths reported to VAERS. Now, think about that 1% number. If that 1% number is reflective of what's being reported to VAERS as deaths, that wow. would mean that there is approximately 400,000 deaths that have occurred since the vaccine rollout in December. Um, you know, that sounds like an unbelievable number, but when you consider, because I've been hearing a lot of stories of People who have had adverse reactions going back to their doctor, talking to their doctor, and their doctor saying, oh, no, it's just coincidental. There's no way that that was related to the vaccine. There's no way. Um, so people are being discouraged. And the other reason they're being discouraged from reporting 
is because they don't want to, or an individual may not want to um, contribute, quote unquote, to vaccine hesitancy with this COVID vaccine. So there's this fear that if they tell their story or they report it on the website, that it's going to discourage other people from getting the vaccine. And so doctors are underreporting, people are underreporting. So I, I really feel like that 1% number that has been established might not be too far off. Um, there, there has been just a, a, there's a laundry list up there of different types of adverse reactions. 25,603 people that have gone to urgent care, 11,572 hospitalizations to date. Again, just the reported ones. Personally, in my small circle through our church, my small circle, I know of two, two deaths to family members and, and, uh, friends of people in our small group. Um, I've, one of the people in my small group has had an autoimmune reaction or an, a skin type rash, a very severe skin rash since she had the vaccine that doctors cannot figure out what's going on. Uh, one of the other gentlemen is a former captain of the fire department here. And one of his colleagues, father got the vaccine. This gentleman was in incredible shape and actually was a medical doctor and in incredible shape. And after, right after he got the vaccine, both of his lungs failed and he was on life support and subsequently had to have a double lung transplant. So, wow. you know, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility if, if I'm seeing, and I'm sure many of your listeners are seeing and hearing people within their sphere of influence having these kinds of adverse reactions uh, to the vaccines, it's not out of the you know, realm of possibility that there is a mass casualty event going on. But you, the sad thing is, he, we don't hear anything about it in the media. There is such a suppression of the evidence of this in the media that it's shocking. Okay, so uh, Dr. Palmer, I hate to interrupt here, but we have to go to a break right this minute. And we'll be back no, here. We're, we've been talking about the latest news on the COVID-19 vaccines with Dr. Alan Palmer. Stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to kristenharperspeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com and k-r-i-s-t-e-n harperspeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, clinical trials, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. We are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on VoiceAmerica.com on the Health and Wellness Channel. Today's episode is the latest news on the COVID-19 vaccines with Dr. Alan Palmer. And uh, so we just have a lot to discuss here about these vaccines. A lot of news, like, you know, just uh, really important uh, information that we need to share here. So I'd like to get into, uh, I mentioned earlier about the vaccines getting credit for the morality numbers going down. But let's talk about the numbers in Sweden have dropped parallel to the U.S., yeah, absolutely. You know, Sweden has been the, the case control study for the rest of the world. Sweden is the one country in the world that didn't do everything else everybody else did. <laughs> in other words, they took more of a, uh, a, an approach that was considered the pandemic planning approach by the World Health Organization for many years um, in, in the case of a pandemic. We basically threw that whole playbook out for every other country in the world. And what they did was they told their population to just maintain safe distance when you can, to wash your hands and to use very good hygiene, and if you're sick, to stay home. And that was basically the extent of their recommendations. Um, They never masked their population. They never closed restaurants or schools or anything like that. And they actually did as well or better than many of the neighboring countries uh, in Europe. And so through the whole pandemic without destroying their economy or creating all the other kinds of uh, hardships on their population, mental health issues with children and all these things. So one of the things I put in my newsletter last month was I took the map of the mortality or death rates in Sweden over the course of the pandemic. And this is all from world odometer. So it's, it's the, you know, the published statistics uh, worldwide and the and did the same thing with the United States, and I put the graphs next to each other so you could kind of see the mortality rates, where the peaks were, where the valleys were in the two countries over the course of the pandemic. And then what I did was I I went on um, the uh, another uh, international site that uh, tracks all the percentages of vaccination in different countries, and so I looked at the United States and the rates of people who are fully vaccinated compared it to Sweden, and I put a little graph on there. So basically what it showed was that at the point where our 
death counts or our mortality rate started to drop in the United States here was somewhere around the middle of January. And at that point, we only had 0.92%. So less than 1% of our population fully vaccinated right near, because we started with healthcare workers, if you recall, um, and then eventually moved to the elderly and so forth. So at that point, we only had um, less than 1% of the population vaccinated. So then you started to see the mortality trends drop, the death rates drop between then and in through April. And same thing in Sweden. At Sweden, they had uh, a tenth of 1%, okay, so less than 1% uh, vaccinated at the same point where we had about 1%, just barely less. And then, but the time by April, we had almost 17% vaccinated by April 10th, and they had 6.2% vaccinated. So in other words, their levels of vaccination in the population was much less than ours. But, but if you watch the graphs, they are dropping at the same level. In fact, Sweden actually dropped much faster than we did uh, into a lower level with barely, you know, just barely over 6% of their population vaccinated. So what, what we're really seeing is we're seeing a seasonality to this respiratory virus. A seasonality is the same with the flu and the other respiratory viruses every year. It peaks and then it starts to drop off as you move into the spring. And so, um, of course, you know, mainstream media and the authorities would like you to believe that the vaccines are helping to reduce these, these deaths, the mortality. But if you look at countries like ours, now I, I've heard we're about 30% or so vaccinated at this point. Um, in the pandemic. But the other thing people need to understand is these vaccines, they call them vaccines, they're more of a gene therapy because they're not a traditional vaccine in any sense of the word. They, and they've even admitted, and Dr. Fauci even has admitted that these vaccines have not been able to show or prove that they prevent infection. In fact, we are seeing just this past week, eight members of the New York Yankees um, came down with COVID-19 after being fully vaccinated. We're seeing a lot of people who are fully vaccinated developing COVID um, and getting COVID after the fact. Uh, one of the articles I had in last month in the newsletter was a Yale public health professor from Yale University talking about his colleagues that are in the medical field at Yale there and the affiliated hospitals telling him that 60% of the people that are coming in there in the hospitals and going to ICU have, are fully vaccinated. So if a vaccine can't prevent infection and they've admitted it can't prevent transmission, then what are we really doing and how is it supposed to help in the pandemic? But of course, you don't hear, you don't hear that narrative uh, you know, on the mainstream for sure. So, you know, that's one thing that is very frustrating to me because, you know, the, the, the propaganda and the manipulation of the truth yep. uh, is, is unbelievable when you have a product that can help. They say, they say they've been able to prove that a certain percentage of people that get the vaccine, it will reduce the severity of their symptoms. But beyond that, that's about it. I don't know how you feel about this. Cause I, I know you're in Arizona like me, but I can't even listen to the radio anymore for the most part because every time I listen to the radio when I'm driving, all these different Arizona radio stations keep promoting the COVID-19 vaccines constantly. 
Well, and Kristen, you know, it's, it's not, yeah, and it's not just Arizona. The government has reportedly committed $3 billion, that's B, like in boy, $3 billion to ending the vaccine hesitancy and promoting the COVID-19 vaccines in our country. So wow. every single one in the sound, within the sound of my voice, any, everyone in the sound of my voice is paying for these commercials to get, convince everybody that they need these vaccines. Um, it, we've never seen anything like this ever, uh, the, the pressure. And so when you see these ads on TV, you see these celebrities, you see, I read that the San Francisco 49ers are doing an event for high schoolers to have them come to the stadium and get vaccinated. And they're going to get all kinds of 49ers gear and merchandise and a tour of the field and all these things. These are paid events. Don't don't kid yourself. The, the our government is paying all of these celebrities, all of these people, all these organizations mm-hmm. to promote this uh, mm-hmm. these these gene therapy products. And uh, you know, three billion dollars goes a long way. So I wouldn't expect that to to ease up anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's disgusting. Okay, so let's move on here because we have a lot to discuss. Let's talk about uh, the media reporting on India. Uh huh. Let's talk about yeah, that. I think that, so that'd be a really good topic to discuss. You bet. You bet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, in fact, um, in my newsletter last month also, I showed some interesting statistics and graphs in there and basically um, showed that India throughout the course of this pandemic, India really had gotten off very easy. And what I did is I, again, went to those websites that track and look at the uh, mortality rates from COVID in all the different countries. And I, you can check different countries that you want to see. So I checked about a dozen of the European countries, the main European countries and the United States. And then what I did is I, um, you looked at that graph and you could see the big spike or the big peak that most of the countries went through in April. And then you could see a little bit of a blip in, in the summer in countries where they really had the lockdowns. And so it uh, caused a little bit of a summer uh, wave. And then you could see the spike over this, this past winter in these countries. And these spikes were pretty, pretty big. And, uh, so then what I did is I went and I, I selected India and I looked at the India graphic and India was just running right along the baseline of all these other countries um, and then just starting to ramp up about uh, 45 days ago. So they they completely missed the first wave and the second wave and are just starting to really just been starting to get their, um, you know, their, their, uh, increase their wave. So they were, they had gotten off very easy so far. And so really what we're seeing is we're seeing that the, the vulnerable in their population now is contracting the virus. And yes, it's, it's terrible. People are dying in India, but when you consider, and I, you know, I hate to say, but because every death is, you know, is, is valuable to human life. If you look at the population of India, there it's it's 1.3 or 1.35 billion people. It's approximately four times the size of the United States. So if you look at the daily deaths in India and you divide them by four and compare it to the United States, they are not seeing any um, 
increase over and above what the United States has already seen in this pandemic on a daily basis. And so, um, and they're already, they're already major indicators that the, um, uh, this wave uh, of the virus over there is starting to level off and be beginning to come down. And um, so, so it's interesting when you see how the media portrays this and you see that, I mean, even the New York Post ran a picture of a woman laying in the street and they're, they're trying to lead people to believe that people are dying in the streets. And it, it, as it turned out, this photograph had come from a, a LG, LG plant in India had a gas leak and it was making people really sick. And, so, and a lot of people died from that gas leak earlier last year. And, and I saw that, so I went to the, I, I looked that up and I found the same picture of this woman that they used in this story about people dying, you know, in India. So it just seems to me like the, the, the media cannot help themselves. You know, if they can find a way to try to instill fear and hysteria in our population, uh, you know, they're, they're going to go ahead and do that. I mean, it's been that way since day one, you know, with this pandemic. Um, and, and it really makes you wonder, is that to drive the sales of drive the, I'm going to say sales, mm -hmm. because we are paying for these vaccines. But if they can keep people in fear by talking about variants and talking about India and all these things, it is going to, in essence, convince more people that they need to get this, you know, this experimental shot, correct? So, so Dr. Palmer, um, I've talked about the COVID-19 vaccines on my show in the past and the coronavirus, and, and I respect you a lot because um, your medical background, and there's some guests I've had on my show that call this like the scamdemic and, and feel like this whole uh, COVID-19 is a scam, and it's, it's more to uh, create this new world order so that we lose our freedom. And, and um, these tests, too, as far as uh, testing for COVID, they're not always accurate. So, I mean, just based on your medical background, do you think that this virus is, is legit? Or do you think that there's, like, another agenda going on? Well, I mean, that's a little bit of a complicated question, but I'll do the best I can to answer it. I do feel the virus is legit. I do feel okay. that there is a, 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 a novel virus. Now, when they say a novel coronavirus, um, I have read, and from the studies I've seen, that it's somewhere between 70 and 80% the same as far as the, uh, the, the genome and the makeup of the virus compared to the other main, the four main coronaviruses that we have seen, you know, that are part of our common cold spectrum. And then there's the SARS-1 virus that was in 2002-2003 and the MERS coronavirus. So this is the seventh coronavirus that's come along that we've dealt with and, and many of them, like the cold ones, we still deal with. So our immune systems have recognized a, a good portion of this virus and uh, so, therefore, a lot of people don't even get symptoms or they get very mild symptoms because their immune system is already mounting an attack based on the similarity to some of the other viruses. But this virus with the spike protein is different. And I've been really, really looking at a lot of the different stories and reading some of the different papers and so forth about the origins of the virus. And I am absolutely convinced that this, this virus was 
manipulated in a lab, and I do believe it was that Wuhan lab. So when you take a virus and you manipulate it with this spike protein and you manipulate it to make it more infectious to humans, which is what they did, um, it is going to be infectious. But it also, because of the spike protein, it's going to have uh, some very damaging effects in the body. And so the spike protein of the virus, because of the way it attaches to what's called the ACE2 receptor on the surface of the cell, it allows the, the virus to gain entry into the cell and then replicate inside our cells. Well, essentially, that's what they've done with the vaccines is they've taken the spike protein, the, the um, genes from the spike protein gene sequence, and they have either, with the, like with the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, they've encapsulated them in this lipid nanoparticle. And then with the Johnson & Johnson, they've spliced this genetic material into an adenovirus, which is another common cold virus that they have actually um, genetically modified so it can't replicate. So what these nanoparticles with Pfizer and Moderna and the, uh, the vector vaccine virus or the vector virus uh, issue with the uh, Johnson & Johnson's is created a, an ability for that to get that spike protein into the cell, and then the cell reproduces the spike protein and then presents itself to the immune system. So this is a real thing. The virus is a real thing. And when you look at the populations that have been especially susceptible to it, Kristen, it's been the very elderly. Um, it's been, you know, even people under 70 have a 99.5% survivability rate. So think about that. 99.5 is pretty good, uh, you know, even if you're under 70. But it's the people who are 80 and above, especially that have suffered and died in, in uh, disproportionate numbers. It's people who have other comorbidities like diabetes and obesity and hypertension, kidney disease, some of these other things um, that, that cause their immune system to be dysregulated. So their immune systems not only are inefficient or ineffective at fighting off the virus when the virus is, is, uh, gains a foothold, but their immune systems oftentimes become overreactive. So they swing the other way and they become overreactive, creating what's often referred to as a cytokine storm or a bradykine storm, which is where the immune system really goes crazy and starts attacking the body's own cells and tissues and creating a lot of inflammatory cytokines or chemicals that cause tremendous inflammation in the body. So no, this is, it is a real thing, but if you look at the overall mortality and you look at you look at the people that are susceptible, it, the children are absolutely not susceptible. I mean, um, the latest statistics from the CDC are one out of 50,000 children that get COVID would perish from it. One out of 50,000, which is, you know, it's a 99.998% survival rate. So um, children are rarely affected. I believe the last and Dr. Palmer, and I, I apologize, yeah. but we can we can continue our conversation after the break, Kara. We have one more break. Oh, this okay. is Kristen Harper, yeah. radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on voiceamerica.com. I'm speaking with Dr. Alan Palmer, the latest news on the COVID-19 vaccine. Stay tuned. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to kristenharperspeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com and k-r-i-s-t-e-n harperspeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. On Anti-Aging Unraveled, host Dr. Lori Gerber features guests related to the field of integrative medicine and more specifically what she calls deconstructed medicine. Many symptoms that we think of as common and related to the aging process don't have to be issues if you think outside the common treatment processes. You'll learn that integrative medical technology, new innovations, and natural health can combine to help you age gracefully. Anti-Aging Unraveled. Listen Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at kristenharperspeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at kristenharperspeaks.com. Now, back to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on voiceamerica.com on the Health and Wellness Channel. Today's episode is the latest news on the COVID-19 vaccines with Dr. Alan Palmer. Uh, And I just want everyone to know, and I'm sure that many listeners already know this, but I believe in taking a natural approach and keeping a strong immune system. So I eat healthy, live a healthy lifestyle, uh, take nutritional supplements, obtain sunshine so that I can prevent illness. And for me personally, I know it's a it's a personal decision for but for myself personally, I don't I, I, I never want a vaccine. And uh, so so we were talking about before the break about is there an agenda? Like is, is there a bigger agenda going on? So let's let's talk about that, Dr. Palmer. Yes, I mean, when you look at the way that our public health officials have handled this crisis, and um, one of the things that I've just uploaded today to my website is a um, an ebook all about the PCR testing. And if you look at even you look at the testing kits and the instruction manuals for the laboratories, they all say this product is for research use and not intended for diagnostic use. They also say that. The detection results of this product is only for clinical reference. It should not be used as the only evidence for clinical diagnosis and treatment. But yet, what have we done? We have taken these positive PCR tests and called them cases, which infer that these are people who have infections or they're infectious. 
And statistically, and the research now shows that, and there's varying amounts of you know, uh, dispute with this, but, but somewhere between 50 and 90% of these tests are either false positives or they're picking up, because they're called amplification tests, they amplify the sample up to 40 times. And that's part of the problem is the CDC has allowed these labs or told or instructed these labs to, to amplify these samples to 40 uh, amplification cycles or more which means that there's no longer going to be any kind of a virus in there. You might pick up a little speck of the, the, the genetic material, which is left over from an old infection or something like that in there. So there's been a lot of manipulation, and uh, it's too much to go into in the short amount of time we have here. But if anyone wants to check out that ebook, um, they can just go to wellnessdoc.com, and they can read all about it, get a lot of great information about that and, and some other ones that I have there. But, um, but I do believe that whether this was all planned or not, um, that there have been uh, opportunists, there have been groups and organizations politically, um, uh, you know, from a regulatory standpoint, uh, different agencies, different companies, uh, pharmaceutical industry especially, that have co-opted this uh, opportunity and really taken advantage of it. So um, to say it was all planned, uh, I can't, I can't go there yet. I'm not hundred percent sure, but when you look at how everything's, everything is lined up and the, the misinformation that has been uh, fed to the public and everything, cause I, I have studied and published uh, so much on this since the beginning of the pandemic that I see the real data, I see the real science and I see how it doesn't add up to what the public has been told. Um, there is something definitely very wrong with the way everything has transpired, for sure. Yes, I completely agree. So, uh, since we have about 10 minutes left or so, let's move on. I, I would like to talk about uh, clotting and bleeding disorders that are happening to people. Yes, this is a major topic right now. Um, absolutely. Yes. Um, one of the things the spike protein does is it triggers this kind of an effect in the body. There have been many reports of uh, deep vein thrombosis, which is uh, blood clots in, in the legs. There have been reports, and most of your listeners have probably heard about the AstraZeneca being paused in Europe and Johnson & Johnson being paused here because of these blood clots, and many of them in the area of the brain, um, causing them to, to put a temporary pause in. Of course, you know, the numbers they're reporting are the tip of the iceberg of what's really happening. But of course, when they start happening, they report a few, they report or say there's a handful of them and then they take a pause and then put them back on the market. But if you look at the, uh, if you look at the thrombocytopenia or low platelet complaints, uh, uh, adverse events uh, as uh, reported to VAERS, there have been 932 of those of the low platelets. But then there's also been clotting. There's been anaphylactic shocks. There's been the, uh, the blood clots and other things too, which could be in the thousands of people. Um, and I've even heard of some of those issues personally myself. But it really comes down to that spike protein. And that's one of the that's one of the big things is the spike protein, when it's produced by our cells after the vaccines have presented that into our cells and our ribosomes, the organelles that duplicate that spike protein start to manufacture it and then it presents to the surface of the cell 
And then if it leaves the cell, they say it's not supposed to. But one of the things that happens with the immune system is the immune system finds these cells and destroys them. So when it destroys the cells, it's basically like blows up the cell. And all of these spike proteins, and there could be billions of them happening or being released throughout your body because of all the cells that are manufacturing these in the body from the vaccines, um, are released into the bloodstream. So when that happens, especially to people, again, who are susceptible, these might be, sometimes it might be people who would be susceptible to the disease itself. And you mentioned the shedding, and this is really interesting because, yeah, there have been lots of reports of people, especially women, having abnormalities with their menstrual cycle and having uh, menstruation when they shouldn't be. And um, women who have not had menstrual cycles for years, all of a sudden having, you know, very heavy flow and all kinds of other problems. Um, And it just really is interesting because if these spike proteins that are released into the into the system are somehow being shed either through breathing or somehow being expelled through the body and, and a person comes within close proximity of somebody who's been vaccinated, there may be a possibility. I don't think there's any proof to it yet. I haven't seen proof, but I've seen some very plausible theories as to how this could happen. You think about it, <laughs> a... Uh, a virus is just a fraction of the size of a piece of dust. It's like a hundred times smaller than a bacteria or even smaller than that. Um, and so these viruses are very small, but when you think about the spike protein or a portion of the spike protein compared to the size of the virus, it's infinitesimally smaller than that. So these things possibly being released from the body and other people picking them up, um, There were some interesting things in the clinical studies where they talked about uh, making sure to report things if a a vaccinated subject, uh, if their spouse or their significant other develops any kinds of issues during the uh, clinical trials phase. So does that suggest that maybe they suspected something like that might happen or or what? We don't know for sure, but um, it is very, very interesting how this seems to be happening um, and shedding was a major issue, especially with live viruses, you know, um, with live virus vaccines like the polio vaccine and some of the other vaccines shedding and other people picking that up. Um, but with this one, it's, it's again, not a vaccine. It's, it's a gene therapy tool and, uh, and it's a biological medicine, uh, more of a therapy. And how that's, how that's working, not 100% sure. I haven't seen like I said, definitive proof of that or how it's working, but it seems to be quite a, a, you've heard this quite a bit, right, Kristen, too? Yes, um, I've been watching videos and then also listening to podcasts, and people have been mentioning that those that are unvaccinated can be affected by someone that that has had the COVID-19 vaccine. They get close to the vaccinated person, they can end up having the adverse effects. Uh, so someone like me could end up having health issues if I'm near someone that's had the COVID-19 vaccine. It, it, yeah, it's, like it's, it's really big news right now, actually, because I just interviewed a guest last week when we were talking about vaccines, and he was talking about Arizona legislation, and he told me the same thing, that he's heard that, too. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely making the rounds as far as reporting and so forth. And, um, you know, many of the studies I've seen, you know, really, again, focusing back on the spike protein because that really would be the, the most logical, rational answer as to how this might be affecting people. The spike protein has been shown in the body to influence or affect um, organs throughout the body. It's even been shown to be able to cross the blood-brain barrier into the brain as well. And so um, a recent study that just came out uh, just a while back, just very, very recent, showed what they did is they took a... Um, they took a pseudovirus and they placed spike proteins on it. So it wasn't actually a virus, but it had spike proteins. And then they, they, this was out, this was an in vivo study. So this was a cellular study, not in human beings. But then they, they, uh, exposed those pseudo viruses. And Dr. Palmer, I, I hate to interrupt, but we have like maybe three minutes left and then we have oh, to okay. go. So, yeah. so, uh, Basically, if you could real quick, and I just want to let my listeners know, if you wanted to be a sponsor of the show, you can send me an email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. And we have different packages available through Voice America, and it will definitely benefit your business because we, we reach a lot of people on the network. And so, Dr. Palmer, before you go, and, I, and again, his website is wellnessdoc.com. Uh, would, do you want to talk about, just get a little bit more in detail about your 1200 Studies ebook and also this latest free COVID-19 uh, vaccine document that people can download, which is 130 pages? Yeah, absolutely, Kristen. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I created this ebook and um, it's, it's free on my website. Um, it's all about the vaccines and it's kind of like a living document. So I've been adding to, add it, adding to it as we go and it's as you mentioned, 130 pages now, but it also has links in the table of contents. It'll take you right to where you want to go, navigation tools and things like that. And if you go to uh, wellnessdoc.com, wellnessdoc.com, and you go to the health topics tab up, hover your cursor over it. It's the first one on the drop-down menu that pops up, um, the COVID-19 vaccines risk reward calculation. And then my ebook is something that <laughs> we've uh, talked about before. And that one is right now about 730 pages long, and it is um, it's available on my website, 1,200 studies. There's over 1,400 studies that contradict the public narrative about the safety and efficacy of vaccines. That was a two-and-a-half-year project and uh, probably spent about 2,500 hours creating that ebook. And again, it's also very easy to navigate, search through because of the, the active hot links. And then it has all the the links in there right to the studies, right to the studies on PubMed or the source journal. So it's a really good reference tool if people want information about, you know, about the, the, the science and the science about vaccines. What does it really show? Are there risks? You know, are they effective? Are, what are the risks and why and, and all of that? It's, um, I'm very proud of it. We, uh, it's amazing. It's been yeah. very, yeah, it's something. And I, I always yeah. tell people, I always tell people about your ebook, and I, I'm always promoting it. And also, he has a monthly COVID nineteen newsletter that you can sign up for. But we're at the end of my show, and it's always a pleasure to have you on my show. And keep up the good work. Thank you so much. You as well, Kristen. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Take care. Have a great night. And you too. You. And listeners, you have a healthy and happy week. And make sure you tune in every Tuesday at three p.m. Pacific time. Take care. Thank you for being a part of the show this week. 
Tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper, can be heard live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Kristen can't wait to speak again next week.